Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Agile Coffee Podcast. My name is Vic Bonacci, and you can reach me on Twitter at Agile Coffee. This episode is the second of two sessions recorded in San Diego at the most recent Scrum Alliance Coaching Retreat. This is back in March 2016. In today's episode, you'll hear from about eight of us, including Daniel Gulo, who is on the Global Steering Committee for these coaching retreats, as well as Stuart Young, a graphic facilitator who's attended probably about five or six all around the world. It was great catching up with them again and hearing their views on what the outlook is for Scrum Coaching Retreats, as well as a few of the participants who were attending, most of them for their first time, a few returners, and getting their feedback as well. How did this one compare to last ones? Did it meet your expectations? Um, Will you come back again? We talked about a lot of very interesting topics, some good stuff was going on in their teams, and you'll hear back from them about... um, what it was all about, and what they're contributing now back to the Scrum community. Before we dive into the interviews, I just want to take a moment to share my views on the Scrum Coaching Retreats. You've heard me talk about these retreats quite a few times now. Uh, On the last episode, of course, episode 43, when I was talking with Bernie Maloney and and Kim Brainerd um, about their team, we kind of took a deep dive into one team's experiences midway through the retreat itself. And then... um, Back in episode 33, uh, when I attended my very first Scrum Coaching Retreat in Seattle, that was in June of 2015, um, I did a lean coffee there and we got some feedback from the attendees at that one, what their takeaways were from that retreat. But even going back to episode 9, the first time we might have talked about retreats on this podcast, and in episode 30, Dr. Dave and I, um, we gave you a rundown on all kinds of different events and certainly the retreats were one topic that we talked about. So you can go back through our archives and uh, and check it out. Hit me up on Twitter using the hashtag TellAgileCoffee and tell me what your thoughts are on Scrum Coaching Retreats. Now, having said all that, Daniel is going to give us a, um, a peek here in a few minutes on when the next U.S. coaching retreat will be. I'll give you a hint. Early November. Keep listening. You'll find out where and when. Um, it's not posted on the Scrum Alliance's website yet, but I'm sure it will be soon. Upcoming retreats, though, however, one is going to be in Cartagena, Colombia, May 5th through the 7th, followed by Singapore, June 2nd to the 4th. So if you're listening to me in any of those areas and you think you can make it, without a doubt, I recommend going. Now, I do want to set you up because a lot of people, they sign up for these coaching retreats and they don't quite know what they're getting into. They might expect a conference here's a spoiler. It's not a conference. There are no planned talks. You might also be expecting an open space. And while there's typically an open space, it usually doesn't last very long, maybe a half a day, usually at the end of the retreat itself. That's not always the case, but just your expectations shouldn't be that it's going to be a, an open space event or, or a conference with scheduled speakers. Rather, these retreats allow you to get in teams and work on scrum teams and deep dive with other agile coaches into topics that you're interested in. Now, one of the, one of the gripes that I have, and and I'm hyping it up a ton. So, so don't blame me just for griping here, but, but if I give you a hype, I'm free to give you a gripe. So my gripe now is that a lot of people come to these retreats thinking that they're going to be spoon fed and it really shouldn't be that. 
you should come with an expectation that you're going to roll up your sleeves and work. Now, you might come with a topic that you feel passionate about and that you're going to pitch and maybe act as a product owner on for two plus days. That's fantastic. I hope more people do come like that. But what I was a little bit disappointed in this time around is that I felt the topics that were being pitched, I've heard before. Not all of them, but for the most part, you know, they've been through the conference agendas. They've been in the open space marketplaces. There wasn't really too much that was really cutting edge and really new. Now, I pitched a topic of my own, pair coaching. I had a number of experiments all lined up. I wanted to, you know, work in pairs and, and do this, um, mostly in advance of, of the talk that I'll be giving at the Scrum Gathering and how how we can work to mentor each other in the role of, of coach uh, and bring other people up, whether they're scrum masters, product owners, or others within our organizations, by pairing with them. Uh, it had a little bit of interest, but in the end, we decided that we would work with other people that had kind of a little bit of an overlap interest. So the pair coaching didn't really take off for me this time around. You know, if I had one wish... It would be that other people would come with with ideas that were just out there. Like like no one really talks about pair coaching. So I was doing my bit to to get people to think outside of the box, if you'll excuse the phrase. I mean, how many times can you go to a conference and, and hear people talk about agile metrics or, or scaling scrum before you think, is that it? Isn't there anything else that we really should be talking about? You know, that's my soapbox. So um I don't think I'm too much of a curmudgeon for talking about my own <laughs> about my own topic, but um, you know that, that's what I would implore the agile community and the Scrum community to do is is try to think of other topics that that we can rally around and provide some service by doing a little bit of research, a little experimentation, um, and give back to our coaching community. Okay, so let's end on a high note. We had eighty some people there, about eighty five or so that were fully engaged, um, giving themselves to their teams and to their topics, uh, that were networking with each other, making great friends, um, and enjoying the beautiful weather in San Diego. So you'll definitely be seeing me at another coaching retreat down the road, maybe coming up on the East Coast in November. <laughs> we'll see. Let's roll the music. Welcome to another episode of the Agile Coffee Podcast. This is episode 44. This is the final day at the at the Scrum Coaching Retreat in San Diego. And um, today I'm going to be talking to people about their impressions of what happened, what transpired over the last few days, what are their key takeaways, how is it going to change their world of work and beyond. Um, starting off, I'm really happy to be here with Daniel Gulo. Um, he can be reached on Twitter at Daniel Gulo, and um, you're part of the global steering committee for these coaches retreats, isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. So um, several years ago, uh, Pete Barons, Bob Galen, and I formed this global steering committee for the coaching retreats um, to ensure the success and to keep it going as a program, um, and so that there'd be some uh, 
you know, event for people to collaborate in terms of coaching. And it's, it's kind of grown into a successful worldwide program. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, for, for our listeners and even for my own, um, education here, this is, I think it's the fifth one here in the U S the one that we're doing in San Diego. So we've done before this Seattle, uh, there was one in, um, uh, Raleigh, uh, Durham area. There was one in Chandler, Arizona. And I think the first one was Boulder, Colorado. Is that right? Right. right. Yeah. And you've been at all of them then. Yeah. Yeah. So all the way, going all the way back to Boulder in 2011. So I'm glad that, uh, you guys are probably looking over like the consistency, making sure that the format stays pretty much uh, the same from event to event. Exactly. So the the whole idea of the coaching retreats was based on the book Future Search. Um, and in that book, it talks about how, uh, you know, you get together with um, a group to solve some problem. And it's usually you introduce the problem or the idea or the topic um, sort of towards the afternoon or evening, mm. then everybody goes to sleep. And while you're sleeping, your brain is still working on whatever it was that you were discussing so yeah. that you get up in the morning on the first full day, ready to go to work on tackling the topic. And then you spend the full day working on it, talking about what's existing. So what do we already know about this topic and this problem? And then the next phase is to talk about, um, what what can we do next for the problem so or what can we add to the to it now and then the final phase is what are the next steps you know how do we carry this forward beyond the discussion and that usually is the the second day of full discussion so i've been to um this is now my second retreat and i've heard people talking about the two sleeps yeah. Which is what you're getting to, like exactly. going back home or to your bed, kind of recharging, getting a hopefully a good night's sleep, but at least some sleep, right? And um, and letting that kind of cognitively switch from switch from one hemisphere of the brain to the other to kind of deepen itself. Yeah, I sound smart, don't I? Um, <laughs> I just play a doctor. Um, so how how often do these happen and where else in the world can we expect to uh, hear about these scrum coaching retreats? So typically we do two in North America uh, because there's such a high demand for it here. And um, they've typically been, it's, it's grown into a East coast, West coast thing. So like this is the West coast one for this year. Um, well, there was a, the Seattle one was also West coast, but we're, we're going to be having one on the East Coast in Philly in November. So November 7th through the 9th, there'll be a retreat again, a scrum coaching retreat this year. And the next year, we're um, starting to discuss locations for the West Coast. Um, and then there'll also be some East Coast location next year as well. Where else in the world? Well, we've got several other members that are on the global committee now. Pete Behrens has left. Um, once he became a board member for Scrum Alliance, he, he didn't really have time to continue on. But we have um, Daniel Tung from uh, China, who's sort of overseeing the whole Asian Pacific Rim um, area. We have Martin Ilamo from South America. Um, and then also Mark Summers from uh, UK, who's sort of taking care of all of the EU and, and Europe and, and so on, uh, as well as South Africa. So he has he has a connection to the South Africa and so on. So um, 
coming up, there's going to be a coaching retreat in Cartagena down in uh, Colombia. Um, and then there's also one in Singapore as well this year. Beyond that, um, there's talk of having one in uh, Kiev in the Ukraine and um, also up in, uh, I think, Switzerland, but I'm not really sure. Maybe Innsbruck. Okay. So listeners, uh, you know where to go uh, to find out more of these retreats uh, is the Scrum Alliance website. That's scrumalliance.org. And search for retreats there, and, and you'll see a schedule of all the upcoming events. Um, one last question for you, Daniel, and then we'll move on to some of the other guests here. But uh, about the format, there have been, and this is my second time here, and I'm always learning more about the format too, but when people come who haven't been here before, they often ask, is it always set up where you have to have a scrum master, et cetera, where you have to work in sprints? Can you talk about that a bit? So we've we generally kind of accepted that we use scrum because it is a scrum coaching retreat, um, just as a, a order of business to kind of manage how we go through the, the, um, future search portion of it. So basically there's typically the, the local organizing team will decide on how many sprints they want to do, um, and encourage people to select a product owner to kind of tailor the, the conversation somewhat and have a deliverable coming out of it. And then also, it's always a good idea to have somebody facilitating and kind of keeping people um, on point and so on. Um, so yes, having a Scrum Master is a, is a good idea. Um, the teams are encouraged to have some kind of a deliverable to share out, not only to the group on location at the retreats, but also beyond that group to the, the community at large. Um, and it, historically, it's been a little bit of a challenge because... There hasn't been a real, a, you know, solid platform to share outcomes and deliverables yeah. from the discussions, and um, but now with the Scrum Alliance moving to a more community-based platform, um, that will be less of a problem going forward. Right. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, we have other guests in the room with us, so I just want to introduce uh, Leon Sabarsky, uh, Michael Baudet, and Andrew Webster. I'll put all of your guys' Twitter information uh, up on the website as well. If anyone wants to find out um, contact information as well as some of the books that we're mentioning or anything else, when the dates are, you can go to agilecoffee.com slash episode 44 for the full show notes. So welcome, guys. Um, Thanks. I wanted to ask, kind of piggybacking on the words that Daniel's just been saying, um, if anyone here is new, is this your first time to the retreats, everyone? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this is Leon. This is my second time. Second time. So you were in Seattle? I was in Raleigh. Raleigh. Okay. All right. Good. And um, kind of just start off with a broad question. What are kind of the key ed takeaways that you have about just the retreat, maybe the format type of retreat? Or if you want to go into specifics on sessions, either one is fine. I mean, for me, uh, this is how we work. Um, we work iteratively and incrementally. So it's very, very familiar. And um, I think, you know, this is we're also promoting this way of working. So it makes sense for us to work this way. Good. Yeah, likewise. Uh, I'd say that it also introduces an opportunity to practice skills that, you know, you may be teaching others, but you're going to actually practice with some feedback loop uh, there where other people are coaching you, actually, as opposed to you coaching everyone all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what, what I really liked about it, this is Andrew, um, this was my first Scrum Coaching Retreat. Mm -hmm. 
was I, I realised it was like a chance to use Scrum on Scrum. Yeah. And although the, the little group that we were, were struggling with coming up with an actual deliverable, I mean, who were we delivering to? Us, the group, the world, who knew? And we were very close to going, oh, look, let's show good Scrum practice. And actually, actually in the, the demo, in the review, say we didn't produce anything, but this is what we learned. And actually, then we did produce something. Literally coming out of that, that was fascinating. Came up with something. Yeah. It was just great. We we identified that the Agile Manifesto had always been missing a purpose. So we had a stab at what what is the purpose? What's the what so of the Agile Manifesto? And even a little bit of a stab at a coach's declaration. You know, this is the stand that we take. Right. And it's just a first cut. But what a cool! I had. N- couldn't have predicted where we were going to come up. See, that's, that was one of the highlights, too. Um, you said, I think it was sprint six, is when you kind of had, you threw away your past five sprints and said, hey, this is what we're going to deliver. Yep. And that's one thing I like about the format here, too, is that we have that opportunity to come back after these two days plus of, of working together to demo to the other to the other teams, uh, to everyone who's here. Because at an open space conference, you get the evening news, which is just a, sum, a quick summation of some of the talks mm-hmm. that went on, but it's not very in-depth. Um, and so if you weren't in the session, you, you miss out on, on all that learning. But here we actually share it. And, and like Daniel was saying, you know, we make it available in some electronic format that we can share too. So, so that's, that's pretty exciting. And kudos for your team for having the, the courage to just say, you know what? We need to throw away the last two days of work or whatever. Maybe not throw away, but pivot anyway on a deliverable. I appreciate the acknowledgement. It didn't feel like courage at the time. It felt <laughs> like, oh, no, we haven't actually achieved anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, is never true. You've yeah. always, always, always learned something. Yeah. yeah. How did your teams work? Uh, we Actually, not a lot of drama. So, um, we, And we actually had a deliverable. We delivered uh, a white paper that we didn't cut and paste, we wrote ourselves. Um, So uh, I think the the hardest part for us was narrowing down our topic to something that we could do within a six sprint um, time period um, container. So once we got through that, it was was easy from then on. And the hardest thing that I did was draw. So I learned how to draw at this retreat. And uh, uh, so um, that would not have happened. Um, and I did not expect that. So that's something I think that, that was kind of cool that came out of it. We should give a shout out to Stuart, uh, Stuart mm-hmm. Young, who's been here. And he's been to a bunch of these retreats. Maybe not all of them, but certainly the two that I've been at, he's, he's been to. Um, but the name of your white paper was Goldilocks? Is, yeah, is Goldilocks Agile at Scale. And because we wanted to, we wanted it to be just right, right? So, you know, not too hot, not too cold, but just right. Yeah. And then we had, um, we wanted it to be smart. And, and so we had uh, our white paper uh, really looked at some considerations when you do scale. Oftentimes, it, let's just say I create my own scaling approach. Of course, my scaling approach is the best ever. Um, and, uh, but I might not tell you um, that it might not be right for everything, or these are the things to think about, sort of on the back of the porridge box. Yeah. You know, you ought not to be eating this porridge in certain circumstances. So um, that's what we wanted to share, is that if you are going to scale, these are things to think about. Think about where you are maturity-wise, and then um, gradual. I think we, we all settled on gradual is better than Big Bang. Yeah, I like how you use the mnemonic SMART, but it wasn't the same SMART mnemonic that we've right. seen a thousand times in other places. So yes. kudos to that. What team were you on, Michael? Were you on the same I, I team? I was with it. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Um, and 
just to kind of throw in, the, <laughs> we had a very unconventional team. Uh, I would say. Um, I mean, we we were all very experienced, but at the same time, we forgot even the basics. Like, uh, it wasn't until Sprint 2 that we reminded ourselves, oh, we ought to have some ground rules, and we ought to kind of design our alliance and all these sorts of things. Uh, it, was, it was fascinating to see how the personalities were clashing when we were all just trying to actually help each other. Uh, there was so much support, but everyone wanted to be respectful of everyone else. We were actually getting nowhere. Um, so it was an interesting team dynamic uh, that persisted for throughout uh, the, the two days, and we had to kind of learn to work around that. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, before you guys joined us, Daniel was talking about Future Search, which is a book that kind of spurred this type of a this type of format. And then obviously the Scrum Alliance is using Scrum, Scrum on Scrum, I like that, Scrum on Scrum, um, to, yeah, very meta, uh, to facilitate this. Um, I wanted to kind of revisit the idea, though, about how we choose what topics it is that we're going to work on. So on the first day, um, we we don't open the space like an open space, but we, in a sense, do the same thing. We create a marketplace by soliciting ideas from anyone. And then um, what happened here today, or this weekend, uh, was we took the ideas and we kind of affinity mapped them and combined some and and, um, and then morphed. They morphed into something that was not what it was originally intended to be. So is that the case with, with your stories? I guess you guys continued that morphing, that evolution of the idea on throughout, but... Mm-hmm. But how does that feel to you? Does that feel like a natural way to come about with a project? You don't have one project owner who comes in and says, you know, this is what we're going to work on. This is my vision. But rather, it's kind of the whole team kind of collectively um, yeah. making it what it is. I, I thought it, w- it worked well, um, except that we tended to kind of just reinvent the wheel. Like all, a lot of the topics were that ground that has been covered many times over and so we weren't really contributing anything new to the community uh, through this it was fun and it was interesting in other ways um, but you know uh, there's there's plenty of coaching frameworks and that was yeah. one of the topics and you know how how many times can we circle around that track Absolutely, and I'm aware that there is a range of experience in the room, and some people were there to learn, and for some people it was a revelation that, oh, you can come up with a framework. Mm -hmm. And some of us were like, oh, not another framework. I I totally get that. Um, One of the things that I think we were starting to experience in our team, somebody had said that they wanted to look at Frederick Leloux, the journey to Teal. And in trying to do some of the work, we were trying to go big with Agile. How, how far can Agile go? And we'd started to identify some parameters and almost created a framework. And that was the thing that wasn't going to work out. But we then noticed when the participant who was looking at Lalu actually brought out a summary of it, how interesting we'd actually recreated without direct reference 
some of Frederick Lelou's work. So that was a great experience to generate it, to actually feel like, huh, you can get to the source of this stuff. It's validation. Validation. And it's not just about regurgitating what somebody else has taught, that actually there was something about what we were up to that was genuinely, you know, the term I want to use is sourceful. We were coming up with something, right? That was that was really exciting. And I couldn't agree more that I'm looking around just seeing a lot of stuff which has been brought out by rote. And that's necessary to get to a certain level of maturity and skill. But I'm, I'm interested in taking it beyond that. Yeah, it, it, one of the challenges is, is identifying where are the real pain points. Um, you know, we came up with these ideas amongst us uh, and... I'm not so sure that they were necessarily really the pain points. They were interesting topics, but uh, in actual discussions with other individuals, I I've came up with all sorts of other insights around where the pain points are for Agile coaches. And they may have been more interesting questions to answer. For me, this is Leon. Um, I, I, I did a completely uh, different approach uh, I did not select the topic at all, and in fact, I might not have selected the topic um, scaling. Um, and, but being this my second retreat, I thought it might be interesting to join a smaller team mm-hmm. that didn't necessarily have a lot of experienced coaches on it, and to try to mold um, their thinking and try to take a different approach, different tact around scaling, and make it more generic and do something a little different. Um, so that I took that as a challenge, and then also took you know drawing as a challenge. So. Um, that that was uh, uh, I like having those types of experiences um, where it's not my idea um, and uh, and that I could uh, go along with the team and um, th- so I, I enjoyed it um, in that way. Yeah. So let me just ask if there's any next steps for any of you personally or professionally um, with regard to this retreat and do you see yourself coming back to a future retreat? Would you recommend that for others who aren't here now? Uh, this is Leon. Um, this is, of course, this was my second retreat. I, I enjoy these tremendously because oftentimes we, we may not get to collaborate with other coaches or certain coaches that we like. Um, so this gives us that opportunity to do that. Um, I know that I'm planning on being in Philadelphia at the next retreat if I can make it. And then I'm going to take away visualization, you know, um, you know, inspired by Stuart, um, how visualization can really uh, bring value and make the connections and insights for our teams and team members. This is Michael. Uh, I would uh, echo your sentiment. Um, Perhaps the most valuable aspect of this is just the networking with fellow coaches. Uh, I don't know if I would necessarily take anything uh, particular out of this retreat as a deliverable that I'll end up using. Maybe the the so what uh, um, kind of verbiage that we came up with. Uh, put that on my desk and remind myself why I'm doing this. But um, I, I think it's a great opportunity for anyone who's aspiring to be a coach or has been in the coaching biz for a, a while. You're going to find something of value out of it um, through other people. Uh, and I just encourage anyone who has an interest to come. Yeah, I, I, there's definitely an echo in here. Um, I'm taking away the network. Next steps for me will actually be making the most of that, the people I've connected with, the work I want to do there. Um, Visualisation, absolutely. Absolutely, this is great. I've, I've been thinking about that for a while. How could I do all of this using just a whiteboard? 
and now I've got some more tools for doing that. It's fantastic. Um, something else that I've come away with is a greater level of appreciation of the feeling that the Scrum Alliance has just discovered the limits of where it's got to and it's aware that it needs to now grow and go somewhere else. That's really exciting to hear. Mm-hmm. And hearing from people who are closely connected, much more closely than me, and that, that gives me a good strong sense of hope and a desire to be more involved. And absolutely, I, I would want to see more Agile coaches, more Scrum coaches coming to these to discover things like that that otherwise they just would not discover. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So great. And thank you to everybody that's here. Yeah, so from my perspective, um, I definitely have feedback and, and ideas to take back to the Global Organizing Committee. Um, I think maybe it's time to revisit the vision and purpose of these retreats um, and maybe shift that a little bit, You know, pivot it to um, something a little bit different. So um, anytime that people are getting together to collaborate and network and, and so on, it's, it's no matter what the context, it's going to be a good thing, I think. And um, the, there's some challenges, you know, on, on how to involve more senior level coaching and, and so on. Um, but I, I still think there's such an interest at all levels for coaching that we're going to continue to sell out for every single coaching retreat, um, you know, going forward. So, um, but yes, it's, it's very inspiring. And from a personal level, because I'm more of an independent, um, I don't have a whole organization of folks that I can, you know, interact with and collaborate and bounce ideas off of and so on. So I find a lot of value in this, even though there might not be any deep new learning for me, it still inspires me and gives me great ideas for, you know, to take back to, to my business. So, yeah, really good point, Daniel. Yeah. Huge point. Also, uh, for the listeners, we had about 88, uh, attendees, uh, this time around. And is that about the average size of, of the re- retreat somewhere a hundred or so? Yeah. So we try to, we try to cap them at 85, okay. you know, give or take, um, and then also depending on the size of the volunteer team involved, um, we've had retreats as large as 92, okay. um, in, in certain areas, they've been as small as I think 50, okay. you know, depending on the area of the world that we're in. But you're right. They do sell out. I, I've seen that. Yeah. All too. the, all yeah. the North American ones have been 80 plus. So, okay. well, great. Um, Thank you once again to Leon, to Michael, Daniel, and Andrew for joining me here today and, and giving me your, your thoughts on how it went. And, um, hey, continued success to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Vic. So have you ever been to an Agile coaching retreat? Reach out to us and use the hashtag TellAgileCoffee and share your experiences with us as well. I've got three new guests now, so I'd like to introduce Dr. Sam Swappin. Stuart Young from RadTech and Bella Musial. Welcome to Agile Coffee. Thank you. Thank you. So I asked the other gentlemen who just walked out of the room kind of their observations, their takeaways from the Scrum Coaching Retreat. So I'll probably ask you the same general questions, but I wanted to start by just getting a sense of who's been to the coaching retreat before, who's um, not been to one before. So, well, in my case, I've been to the retreats three times. Um, I was The first time I went was 2013 in Phoenix, Chandler. And um, that had a slightly different uh, flavor in terms of uh, the audience. And mostly um, coaches 
who were at intermediate level or little senior level and got to work with them on teams on different different topics versus this one I found was slightly more elementary and um, people of all um, levels of knowledge were here to learn and share. That's a really good observation. Now, I haven't been to the Chandler one. That was the first time I'd heard about them. Mm-hmm. But to to observe that the levels may have kind of become a little bit wider, the range of levels, mm-hmm. is interesting. Bella? No, this is the first uh, coaching which you'd have ever been to. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, first Scrum Alliance event um, I've been to. So, yeah, I think it was uh, very beneficial and very helpful. I learned a lot. I got to meet some really interesting people that shared great experiences. Um, I love the ability to bounce my ideas off of everybody and see how everybody else handles things and kind of learn new ways of thinking and doing things. So, yeah. Excellent. Stuart, is this your first ever event? No, this is the, the fourth retreat that I've been to. Um, it's worth mentioning that sort of I come with my sort of CSP hat on, but also as a, as a live illustrator. Um, it's worth mention, mentioning that now. So um, as far as this retreat goes, um, as with all of them, I think it's really exciting that it is always, it's, there is so much variety and, and, and change um, and different levels of, of people's maturity with Agile and Scrum. So uh, when I'm visualising things, it's, it's been very sort of, diverse and uh, very exciting yeah I, I asked Stuart tongue-in-cheek because I'd met you at the at the retreat up in Seattle and, and you were just talking to Daniel outside of the room uh, you guys have seen each other probably at five or six events now yeah so. I, I'm, I'm pretty much stalking Daniel yeah I'm, it's the <laughs> fifth time I've met him so uh, yeah it's always great to come back so if you've been to any of the uh, scrum coaching retreats or even some of the gatherings lately you may have seen Stuart and if you haven't seen him in person you've probably seen his his artwork that he does uh, graphic facilitation would you call that the style yeah, a graphic gra- graphic recording or live illustration is generally the term for for illustrating and so it's, it's great because um in these sort of environments with the retreats there's so much so many ideas mm-hmm. um and so there's so much to capture um but i also have the opportunity to deliver a, a visualization workshop to assist with people's coaching yeah. uh skills so that was um we kicked things off on the first day Stuart gave us a about a 10 or 15 minute overview of, of drawing some kind of simple drawing tips. I think it was a six com- or 12 different common uh, um, shapes that you can draw that you can build upon to, to draw out. And uh, we just had Leon uh, talking about how that was one of his biggest takeaways from this was the ability now that he can, he knows how to draw quickly, how to combine some of these. So, so thank you, Stuart, for that. And and I do want to remind listeners, uh, Stuart Live Art, that's S-T-U-A-R-T, Live Art is your Twitter handle, and uh, and they can they can find you there and, and stalk you as well. Yeah, please so, do. That's good Fantastic. So um, going back to kind of the, the main takeaways, I want to ask you each what teams you were on and how you liked working with your team, and what was the output that you that your team created? So in our case, we were working on a piece um, that how do we engage leadership and um, increase the success rate of agility, you know, so business agility was the topic, Uh, communicating with them, talking to them. And I think it was a very good group and it was very exciting to be with them and very high energy group and um, we did all kinds of crazy stuff, (laughs) but uh, we learned a lot and... uh, my takeaway from the whole uh, participation in the group is to really um, challenge myself, actually, and uh, uh, challenge my thought process a little bit and um, 
step up a little bit and learn from it and apply that in my real life because as a business owner when i run my company agile strategic solutions a part of uh, strategism we are doing a lot of scrum trainings each month we have a scrum class or a certified scrum product owner class or a safe class so how do i translate that uh, all that i've learned here into those classes and provide value to my clients and and customers yeah great cool so I was on We the People. Yes. Um, we were focused on uh, bringing Agile to nonprofits, um, local community organizations, and how we can work with them for Agile transformation and what we need to do to kind of present to these organizations that Agile is the right way for them to go, that it would improve their lives. And then some of the assessments and tools that we talked about um, that we could offer to groups um, such as Five Saturdays, uh, which was our model group that we used uh, this during our presentation. Yes. And um, and then just kind of, you know, what kind of benefits um, that we would be able to provide to smaller nonprofits and how we can, you know, introduce them to technology and what kind of tools they can use within the organization that are, you know, either free or at a super low cost because they're for nonprofits. Cool. Stuart wasn't on a team, but you were kind of like on an Uber team. In a sense, you were able to get the best of every team as sure, you were yeah. trying to find out what, what did you want to document. Right? What's, quite, what's quite interesting, actually, and kind of going back to your first question, is that you find that there's a lot of similar topics across so people obviously going into natural different different teams, but um, as I was illustrating throughout the sprints and as people were having reviews and retrospectives, um, people were sort of at the same places um, of maturity within their teams, and it was so it's quite interesting seeing people storming and coming together. So there was interestingly similar kind of uh, t- topics and uh, uh, experiences and milestones across all of them. But yeah, it was it was great to kind of capture all of the the different things going on. As you've gone from one retreat to the next, or, or even the, considering the gatherings as well, um, do you see any, I guess my question is, if you see common themes, how does it, how do you challenge yourself to not represent it the same way? Multiple times. You have to be yes. a bit creative. On, absolutely, on that, you? absolutely. You don't want to sort of, uh, to provide a repetition, but then again, sometimes that's kind of helpful uh, to get things across. Um, but no, absolutely. So, um it, yeah, try, try trying to kind of capture different elements. It's usually the, the, the same, similar topics, but slightly a different a different sort of spit on it from each different team. So there's always something different to draw. Yeah, to nudge. To nudge. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. But it was no. It's very. It's very interesting. Yeah. So just one last question, I guess, for you guys is: Do you have any takeaways? Anything that you're going to bring back to either your workplace or your community, or maybe using your personal lives? And if I can tack on a second question. Would you recommend retreats to other people that, that you know? Yeah, I would uh, definitely recommend these retreats to other people. I think it's a way to motivate and inspire and bring life back into you, especially if, you're, uh, if you've are if you been kind of stuck in, in one place for a little while. Um, so definitely an inspirational and, and very, very adaptive and learning environment. Um, and as far as takeaways, yeah, there's quite a few things that I picked up while I was here. Um, a lot of it is uh, came out of one-on-one conversations with people, just learning their experiences and how they kind of, you know, met the same challenges. Um, some new tools, um, a lot of the tours, tools that Stuart had about the drawing, I'm definitely uh, going to be using those in, in my retros and in my meetings. I think it's going to be more engaging and fun for the teams. Um, and then I learned about some nice new retros that I think will help uh, 
kind of motivate my teams a little bit better um, and to give them a positive and a negative, uh, you know, so we can have a little bit more balance within our sprints. Um, you know, where my organization is still very new to Agile. So there's a lot of gripes um, still. So, you know, start doing like a gripes and hypes retro that's going to, you know, for every one negative that you give me, I need a one positive um, so that we can work on improving their um, attitude and, and view of Agile. Mm-hmm. Good. Dr. Sam, anything? Any yeah. Takeaways? The takeaways is um, first thing first, I think I'll, really like to engage in a more um, enlightening manner with my team uh, and more engaging uh, manner because sometimes uh, I have so many challenges as a business owner where I'm trying to chase clients and, you know, team kind of takes a backseat, honestly speaking. So Mm -hmm. one of the takeaways I had is that, hey, you have to engage more, interact more, spend more time be more adaptable uh, adaptable to their needs. So I think at the company level, I'm going to be interacting more with the team as a takeaway and applying some of the concepts I learned here. That's great. Uh, for you, Stuart, any takeaways? The There's two there's t- t- different types of takeaways for me. One of the biggest takeaways will be sort of how I've inspected and adapted uh, doing some of the workshops. So I had, as you were saying, I had the opportunity to open up the the group with some creative uh, creative activities and exercises around the graphic jam. Um, but I had an open space yes. around the graphic, creating graphic templates and, in, right. and giving people the confidence to um, to to sort of draw as, as coaches and using templates to assist with that and support them and collaborative design and so forth. So um, we're, we're going to be rolling out some more innovation workshops and it was an opportunity to trial that and sample that. So that was a good takeaway, getting some feedback from that. Yeah. And again... Um, uh, as as I just finished, I'm sort of uh, collecting my thoughts, but there's, there's so many takeaways from each of the different groups. Well, I want to thank the three of you for joining me here today and for coming to the retreat and meeting you. Um, just real quickly, I want to say thank you to Dr. Sam Swappin from Agile Strategic Solutions up in the Bay Area. Thank you. Thank you again to Stuart, Stuart Young from RadTAC, and also to... Bella, for coming and, and sharing uh, your takeaways. And by the way, the, the hypes and gripes, was was that Dr. Dave talking sure about that? Was, yeah. He learned that from me. Nice. And, and I picked that up uh, from a restaurant that I, I co-owned. I was a worker owner, and we ended every meeting with a round of hypes and gripes. Where you I would, cannot wait to use it. Yeah, yeah. You can only gripe if you give a hype. Yes. And with that, I want to thank you listeners. Uh, you can go to the website at agilecoffee.com slash episode 44 to find out uh, how to get in touch with all of us. Uh, in the meantime, use the hashtag TellAgileCoffee and give us your feedback. If you've been to a retreat or you have questions about that, start the conversation. And finally, enjoy your coffee with friends. And um, and then just kind of, you know, what kind of benefits um, that we would be able to provide to smaller nonprofits and how we can, you know, introduce them to technology and what kind of tools they can use within the organization that are, you know, either free or at a super low cost because they're for nonprofits. Stuart wasn't on a team, but you were kind of like on an Uber team. In a sense, you were able to get the best of every team. As sure, you were yeah. trying to find out what what did you want to document? Right? What's what's quite interesting, actually, and kind of going back to your first question, is that you find that there's a lot of similar topics across 
so people obviously going into natural different different teams but um, as I was illustrating throughout the sprints and as people were having reviews and retrospectives um, people were sort of at the same places um, of maturity within their teams and it was so it's quite interesting seeing people storming and coming together so there was interestingly similar kind of uh, topics and uh, uh, experience the milestones across all of them but yeah it was it was great to kind of capture all of the the different things going on as you've gone from one retreat to the next or or even the considering the gatherings as well um do you see any i guess my question is if you see common themes how does it how do you challenge yourself to not represent it the same way multiple times you have to be yes. a bit creative on, absolutely on that, absolutely you don't want to sort of uh, to provide a repetition but then again sometimes that's kind of helpful uh, to get things across um, but no, absolutely. So, um, it, yeah, try, try trying to kind of capture different elements. It's usually the, the, the similar topics, but slightly a different a different sort of spin on it from each different team. So there's always something different to draw. Yeah, to nudge, to nudge. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. But it was no. It's very. It's very interesting. Yeah. So just one last question, I guess, for you guys is: Do you have any takeaways? Anything that you're going to bring back to either your workplace or your community, or maybe using your personal lives? And if I can tack on a second question, would you recommend retreats to other people that, that you know? Yeah, I would uh, definitely recommend these retreats to other people. I think it's a way to motivate and inspire and bring life back into you, especially if, you're, uh, if you've been kind of stuck in, in one place for a little while. Um, so definitely an inspirational and, and very, very adaptive and learning environment. Um, and as far as takeaways, yeah, there's quite a few things that I picked up while I was here. Um, a lot of it is uh, came out of one-on-one -on -one conversations with people, just learning their experiences and how they kind of, you know, met the same challenges. Um, some new tools, um, a lot of the tours, tools that Stuart had about the drawing, I'm definitely uh, going to be using those in, in my retros and in my meetings. I think it's going to be more engaging and fun for the teams. Um, and then I learned about some nice new retros that I think will help uh, kind of motivate my teams a little bit better um, and to give them a positive and a negative, uh, you know, so we can have a little bit more balance within our sprints, um, you know, where my organization is still very new to Agile. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of gripes um, still. So, you know, start doing like a gripes and hypes retro that's going to, you know, for every one negative that you give me, I need a one positive um, so that we can work on improving their um, attitude and, and view of Agile. Mm -hmm. Good. Dr. Sam, anything? Any yeah. Takeaways? The takeaways is, um, first thing first, I think I'll really like to engage in a more um, enlightening manner with my team uh, and more engaging uh, manner because sometimes uh, I have so many challenges as a business owner where I'm trying to chase clients and, you know, team kind of takes a backseat uh honestly speaking. So mm. one of the takeaways I had is that, hey, you have to engage more, interact more, spend more time, be more adaptable, uh, adaptable to their needs. So I think at the uh, company level, I'm going to be interacting more with the team as a takeaway and applying some of the concepts I learned here. That's great. Uh, for you, Stuart, any takeaways? The, there's two there's different types of takeaways for me. One of the biggest takeaways will be sort of how I've inspected and adapted uh, doing some of the workshops. So I had, as you were saying, I had the opportunity to open up the, the group with some creative, uh, creative activities and exercises around the graphic jam. 
Um, but I had an open space yes. around the graphic, creating graphic templates and, in, right. and giving people the confidence to, um, to, to sort of draw as, as coaches and using templates to assist with that and support them and collaborative design and so forth. So um, we're, we're going to be rolling out some more innovation workshops and it was an opportunity to trial that and sample that. So that was a good takeaway, getting some feedback from that. Yeah. And again, um, uh, as, as I just finished, I'm sort of uh, collecting my thoughts, but there's so many takeaways from each of the different groups. Well, I want to thank the three of you for joining me here today and for coming to the retreat and meeting you. Um, just real quickly, I want to say thank you to Dr. Sam Swappin from Agile Strategic Solutions up in the Bay Area. Thank you. Thank you again to Stuart, Stuart Young from RadTAC, and also to Bella for coming and, and sharing uh, your takeaways. And by the way, the, the hypes and gripes. Was was that Dr. Dave talking sure about that? Was, yeah. He learned that from me, nice. and, and I picked that up uh, from a restaurant that I, I co-owned. I was a worker owner, and we ended every meeting with a round of hypes and gripes. Where you I would, cannot wait to use it. Yeah, yeah. You can only gripe if you give a hype. Yes. And with that, I want to thank you listeners. Uh, you can go to the website at agilecoffee.com slash episode 44 to find out uh, how to get in touch with all of us. Uh, in the meantime, use the hashtag TellAgileCoffee and give us your feedback. If you've been to a retreat or you have questions about that, start the conversation. And finally, enjoy your coffee with friends. Agile. Coffee. Agile. Coffee.